to keep doing this? What might happen if we fail to keep our, our vision and mission in view? Yeah, Anna. We're supposed to be doing exactly, so. and I was going to say we have a new feature of Sunday School, which is the roving mics. <laughs> so this is to enable everybody else to hear, including people on the live stream. Hopefully, it does not lead you to maybe more reticent to share. Um, thank you, Anna. Yeah, yeah, we could easily go off track. Um, there's this thing called mission creep, which is when <laughs> You start to just sort of do whatever seems fun or interesting or useful to do, but we start to lose track of that distinctive mission that God has given to us. Excellent. Other thoughts? Why is it so important? Yeah. I can see this is going to be popular. Okay. Um, yeah, excellent. Um, so uh, just the fact that God is always needing to remind us, in, and we are a forgetful people. Um, and so we should take note of that. Um, we, we need to be reminded of the core direction. Um, and I think it's especially true when you're a busy people, right? Uh, we've got a lot of things going on. Um, what's the effect of that? You're just really trying to stay on the road in front of you, right? Not drive off the road. And you can sometimes forget, like, oh, here's the overall trajectory of where we are going. And sometimes when you get so caught up in the little nitty-gritties, you, you know, suddenly, miles down the road, look up to realize, wow, I'm not even in the right direction anymore. <laughs> so with that in mind, let's take a look again at um, our vision and mission. Again, um, in an ordinary business organization, a vision statement is who we desire to be, and the mission statement is how we are getting there. For us as a divine institution, the vision statement is who God desires us to be, and thereby the mission is how he has commanded us to get there. So our vision is that we are striving to be a vibrant biblical church, enthusiastically working towards the fullness of of Christ's kingdom. So we're, we're seeking to use our energies and our love for the glory of God. And then um, the mission is how do we get to that place, that fullness of Christ's kingdom? By making disciples of all nations, Matthew 28, who worship God with joy, work to advance God's kingdom, which is a big bullet point incorporating not just our care for each other, but how we apply the word in every sphere of our lives, and then witness to the world. So if you look at the mission statement of hopefully any biblical church, it will have all three of these things in some way, some form. Um, There should be that central focus on the Lord, worshiping him, There should be that sense of like, okay, now we also need to be living this out horizontally in our relationships to each other and to um, the world as a whole. And when we think about the world, we have this missional aspect of bringing people into the kingdom. And what I want to ask us now is, 
you, you know, we need to keep all three of these three, all three of these things before us. We need to keep these all in, in balance with each other. Why? What happens to us if we neglect even one of these things? You say we're being really faithful with two, right? Um, what happens if we neglect one of these? We'll get off balance. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. Other thoughts? You're doing great. We're Presbyterians, so let's I was going to say there's, hopefully it would not cause more reticence, but there are some of us who like hearing ourselves talk, and I'm concerned that it might cause us to want to talk more. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> All these unforeseen effects. So you, can, you can go sit down, Anna, if you'd like. Um, well, simply again, I just think the mission is all three, right? It's yeah. not just one, and it's not just two. Yeah. It's worship, work, and witness. And witness. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, good. And, and um, just think about, well, yeah, I think, yeah, we're going to say, Paul. Great question. Yeah, that's a great idea. Should should uh, look at doing that. Let me make a note of, note of that here, because this is really what we're trying to keep in front of ourselves all all the time. Um, yeah, I remember, uh, you know, um, my uh, one of my former pastors talking about witness. This is something that it's I think particularly hard, and and in the OPC it seems in general just part of our how we're wired or whatever, that we, we really care about godly worship, very much about the means of grace. We really care about um, living it, wanting to um, you know, pour into each other's lives, build into each other, disciple each other. It's hard to keep the witness element, right? To keep outwardly focused, right? So on the one hand, you're trying to be inwardly focused, caring for each other, but we need to be outwardly focused as well. Um, and so as we, we share with you a couple of our priorities for the coming year, um, one of the things that you'll notice is there is a theme here on seeking to remember not just that we want to be faithful with these first two things, but with the third thing as well. So here um, are just a couple of priorities um, for the coming year, things that um, we were discussing at our elders' retreat um, and things we want to update you on before I pass it off to Mike here. One is that um, I wanted to update you on our plans for church planting. And I um, want to say, first off, thank you so much to everybody who took the time to fill out the church planting survey that was so helpful to us. I think we got like 35 responses to that, which was really terrific. Um, and just uh, appreciated your honesty there, too. Um, and as we were just processing that together, one of the things that um, just became clear to us is that we really need to take more time to dedicate ourselves to prayer for wisdom about where God would direct us. Um, it wasn't like the result of the survey and our sort of considering all the other factors as well ended up with this big arrow says planting a church here, right? <laughs> this is it right here. Um, and so we just realized, you know, this is going to be, when, it, when we go and when we do this, it's going to be the Lord's work. It's going to be what he, he calls us to do. Um, 
And so we're asking that you would join us in that, um, that you would join us in praying. Uh, first off, for a church planter, um, we're still in the midst of looking for someone, um, and uh, we really need God to direct our steps. Um, this is the point I was just making for a geographic direction to become clear. Um, we want to be planting a church that's missional, that is giving to a community that does not have a good gospel presence. A gospel presence. We also wanted to be a place that would serve um, the people of our own congregation who maybe are driving some distance um, to get here. Um, and, and we wanted to be with people who are enthusiastically a part of it, um, who, who really are embracing it. And that's um, the third point here, a willingness in the body to support it in whatever capacity. Um, as I mentioned before, nobody's going to force you to be a part of a church plant. And even we who are left behind, who are not part of the plant, are going to be needing to support it in the sense of stepping up to fill in the gaps of those who have left. Um, in some cases, people expressed willingness to be part of the plant, like for a temporary season, which is a huge blessing. Um, and, and so, yeah, um, this is something that uh, we're asking for prayer about. Um, and so, you know, stay tuned. We're, we're uh, continuing to revisit this. And um, as the Lord gives guidance and direction, we'll, we'll let you know what we're thinking about. But we feel like um, at this point, Pray for guidance and direction. Um, that is that is the the most recent update. <laughs> Any questions on that? Okay, we'll keep you updated. Secondly, I want to remind us of this, which was um, a prayer request last time, last year. Um, this was our prayer focus. I want us, this to continue to be our prayer focus. This twofold prayer for revival. And awakening. Revival meaning God reviving his church, particularly in our land, in, in America, that there would be this sense of the glory of who Jesus is, the richness of his word, and a desire to live it over against um, the, the influence of our culture. Uh, a willingness to be unworldly, a willingness to be holy. Um, and then also awakening, that as the God revives his church, gives us enthusiasm for seeking and saving the lost, that there would be a response among people. And, um, you know, I just mentioned um, this, this last one here, and also there's, a, there's another request, insight about how to be effective as a church in reaching the world. Again, you'll notice there's a theme here. We're, we're seeking to be outward focused. Um, I just read um, a really interesting book um, called The Nuns, not N-U-N-S, but N-O-N-E-S, which is the largest religious group in America, or at least um, sec cross-section of America, um, that when you ask, what is your re religious affiliation, most people in America, more than any other group, say nothing in particular. And this is, a, this is a, a relatively new development that that is now the majority, that is now the largest, not the majority, but the largest population um, religious category in the United States. Um, there are so many people, and, and one of the things that I learned from this book is that those people tend to be the most disconnected people 
from all society. The most lonely, the most like people who are not not active in any way in their community, not active politically, not active in terms of just sort of having like groups they hang out with, um, just groups of friends. Um, these are, this is an enormous cross-section of our country and of our own like just neighbors around here. People who have no religious affiliation and honestly are very lonely. We need to be praying about how can we reach them as we're praying for awakening in the world, a sense of the glory of Jesus and the need for Jesus Christ, um, we need to be praying that God would help us to know how to connect with the nuns. So any questions about that? One of the things that um, I want to do just as we're gathering at different times, um, you know, beginning of Sunday school, um, when, when the men gather for, for prayer, um, Saturday mornings, um, other occasions as well, just to keep these prayer focuses in view. Um, and I encourage you, um, if you wish, you know, write these in your Bible um, or, or in some, some place where you keep your list of prayer requests. And, and let's pray together, because this is a key part of the work of the church, um, praying that the kingdom would come and God's will would be done. Yeah. Orthodox Presbyterian Church does church planting. I think under the church plant bullet, I think I would encourage the body to just inverse those. Because mm. you have to have a willingness, then yeah. you have a location. Excellent. We don't typically approve church planters until we know where you want to plant with them and who you're going to plant Beautiful. with. Beautiful. So just thank you for that. Yeah. So just if you didn't catch it, inversing or inverting the. Uh, the order there, the willingness in the body should be the first piece. Thank you for that. Yeah. Excellent. Well, here's um, another um, aspect of what we'd like to share with you in terms of focuses for the coming year. This is more with respect to um, the second piece, uh, working to advance God's kingdom. Um, you recall last year, beginning of last year, um, we had Pastor Fodell come and do a conference on discipleship, and now the women are studying um, a book called Spiritual Mothering, which is all about um, women mentoring women. In May, we're going to have a Sunday school just, just for the month of May, where we return to the idea of discipleship and try to get specific about how we can make discipleship a central part of our church culture. Um, another thing we're going to be doing is looking at um, how we are particularly discipling our youth and taking the whole big picture together. So like, you know, what we're doing for Friends Night, um, how we're investing in our young people through different Bible studies and book studies, um, what we're doing for youth Sunday school, and just saying, look, if you're a young person in this church from ages 12 to 18, are we pouring into them in the best possible way so that by the time they turn 18, they are well-grounded and well-equipped? And of course, part of this too is going to be investing in parents so that then they can invest in their kids because um, obviously the parents are the hugest influence. So um, I'm just asking for prayer for that as well, uh, for insight as to how we can better disciple our youth, but also um, just want you to be thinking about yourselves. How can we as a, as a church um, not just sort of be thinking of, you know, the pastor and elders as the ones who are investing in the younger generations, 
but really all of us looking around and saying, how can I be a blessing to those younger than me in the faith? And this is already happening in so many good ways. It's not like this is some brand new thing. But we want to accelerate this. We want to enhance this. We want to see this grow where people are purposefully investing in um, younger believers. Um, So this theme of mentorship is one way in which we hope to see um, become part of our church culture um, and see the kingdom advanced um, there. Any questions about that? Yeah. Defer to you, but um, I like Paul's idea of the mission and vision on the bulletin. Yeah. And I just wonder about the same with these prayer requests as mm. a prayer re- as a focus that would yeah. go in the bulletin. They really should be part of like the prayer list. There. Yeah, that prayer Thank list. Thank you. Yeah, that's a really important point there. Okay, well, um, one last thing before I have Mike, Michael come up here, but um, this is really kind of under both number two and number three, um, and it's connected to what I was just saying about um, our youth. Um, you may recall that two years ago, I think it was two years ago, um, Pastor Dietrich did a wonderful uh, program at Light of the Nations in August where he... Um, Invited a whole bunch of youth to come. They stayed there for a couple days, actually kind of, um, you know, spent the night there, a couple nights at Light of the Nations, and they were given lots of training in evangelism. And then they actually went out and hit the streets of Dayton um, and went to different events um, or different, like, kind of open public areas um, like Riverscape and um, shared the gospel with people. And it was done in a supervised way. So there were, you know, one or two teens and always with a, another person along along as well. And uh, they had tons of gospel conversations and passed out an enormous amount of tracts, um, had very meaningful interactions in many cases. And um, the, the big kind of takeaway from the people I talked with afterwards was that there was a sense of joy. Like, hey, this is not a scary thing necessarily. This is actually an awesome thing um, that God often blesses. Um, and so we were just really thankful for Pastor Dietrich doing that. And what, what we as a session decided um, at our retreat was we'd like to have uh, a three-year cycle of training for our, our young people where the first year of the three-year cycle would be what we just described, um, and we're hoping that Tyler could do what he did two years ago this summer, um, where, again, there's training and outreach in in Dayton. And then um, on year two, we would do a more regional trip, um, maybe something like going to the Boardwalk Chapel as a church with a bunch of, of our teens who would then be part of this program that the OPC has been doing for decades now, um, reaching out and sharing the gospel um, to you know vacationers and whoever there in Wildwood, New Jersey. And that would give them this second year, we give them exposure to sort of the regional church and how, how do other OPC churches um, do evangelism? Um, what are other parts of the country like? Um, so not just you know experiencing it local, close to home, but also experiencing it regionally. And then year three, we'd like to get a group together to participate in one of the OPC's foreign mission trips. Um, so like my son Ben went to Prague um, last summer. Um, how awesome would it be if we got a group of teens together to go on one of these trips 
and be able to experience another culture, be, be able to support the work of one of our missionaries, um, and again, be able to share the gospel in meaningful ways cross-culturally. Um, so that's our hope, is that we could have this three-year cycle that then after that foreign trip, it would reboot and go back to um, the um, Dayton outreach that Tyler would host. Um, so Tyler's supporting us for this the first year of that cycle, but for the year two and year three, even though we'd be partnering with existing things like the Team Praha trip or the Wildwood in New Jersey uh, Boardwalk Chapel, we'll still need folks here to kind of spearhead that, get, get people together, um, you know, take registrations and um, other, other kind of supervision. So we're just sharing this with you because we want you to have a sense of like how we're seeking to pour into our youth. We want our, there's something about sharing what you believe that causes you to, to own more, more for yourself what you believe, right? Like, do I really, really believe this? Well, part of how you, you, you grow in the strength of your faith, and as one of my friends said, he never felt closer to Jesus than when he was sharing the gospel with somebody. Um, so we're hoping that as our, as our youth realize that, hey, talking with people about the gospel isn't necessarily a scary thing, um, it can be a really joyful experience, um, that they would then um, really own their faith. So any, any questions about this, um, this three-year cycle that we're planning? All right, well, stay tuned on that. Um, that concludes my part of the vision. Any final questions before I hand it over to Mike? All right, thank you. Uh, Mike, if you want to come on up. Yeah, Dan? Uh, last three summers we've had an intern. Are we doing that this year? Or are we doing an intern yeah, again? Yeah, great question. So um, it all kind of depends on whether we find a church planter. Um, if we find a church planter in time, um, we may not do the intern um, because we would need those funds for the church planter. But if, you know, this is again us praying for guidance, right? Like if, if we're not finding a church planter, but we are, um, there is an intern that we can have. We've already applied with the denomination to have an intern um, and to be an intern church, a church that hosts an intern for the summer. So Lord willing, we'll be able to do one of the two. <laughs> Yeah. Okay.